Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Today, the three of us are going to be chatting about the CCR we've been reading recently, just for fun. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about this one. I've got two that I just absolutely adored, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you ladies have been up to. So um, who wants to kick off? Valerie, you want to you want to start? Sure. I'll go first. Um, I actually did quite a lot of reading in the last few weeks, so that's kind of fun. So I had to pick and choose um, what to talk about today. That is not always the case. That's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. Um, So I thought I would talk about uh, Jennifer Roderwald, and I read three of her books recently uh, from a, a box set that I picked up on sale a long time ago. I don't remember when. Uh, so I'll just talk about the first one now. And then if they let me get a word in edgewise, we'll carry on. Uh, so the first one in that set is Blue Columbine. And I have to say that if you need trigger warnings in your fiction, then um, this one yeah. needs one. Okay. Um, The hero is Andrew. He is a successful attorney. He's just moved back from the LA area to Denver. Um, Things didn't go so well at his job because, you know, he's got a little drinking problem. And it's just a teensy tiny drinking problem, you know, like he just likes a little something yeah. every day all the time after the other little something it's not a oh, problem dear. right <laughs> um so he reconnects with his his best friend who's a girl of course from his childhood so they were you know always going to be best friends but um but they but they weren't they'd lost touch so i think that that's actually a pretty important part to the story because otherwise you would say look, girl, that guy's an alcoholic, walk away, like, now, as soon as you figure out that drinking is maybe an issue, but because they have this whole long history uh, from their childhood, she finds it difficult to just abandon him, because she knows his family, she knows, you know, some of the stuff. Anyway, it is a long book, it is, um, it is not a light, cheery read by any stretch, but um, if you... If you like really meaty stories, it is definitely a romance. And she, the uh, heroine, definitely um, figures out sooner or later, a little later, that she needs to step back and that he needs to deal with this. I mean, it's handled appropriately, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Um, But it is a very in-depth story. And um, you might enjoy it. I know that Jennifer really writes, I don't know, meaty? Is that, is that the way to put it? It's mm-hmm. not something, you know, if you're in the mood for a rom-com, you're not in the mood for Jennifer Rodewald. Let's put it that way. Yeah. No, I read that series as well. And it is fantastic. It's, um, but it, but you're absolutely right. It's the kind of book you read if you're the person who uh, wants the real world in your fiction, because it uh-huh. is, it is gritty. Um, yeah, gritty is a good word. Gritty is the word that I would use. The first one's not as gritty. The second one, I we're going to talk get, about that in a minute. Yeah, right, we're not, sorry. But they get progressively <laughs> more gritty. They start out gritty and they get grittier. Um, but, there but they're go. really yeah. good. 
They're very interesting. Yeah. Interestingly, I have that one in my TBR and I haven't read it because of the alcoholism. Mm -hmm. Because there's, there's a part of me, probably from looking at people that I know in my life, where mm -hmm. broken relationships and alcoholism and almost go hand in hand. Yes. So a romance where there's a happily ever after, um, it would depend on the, it depends so much on context for yes. me as well. And if it and is time. Pretty, yeah. Elapse time and there is time. This yeah. isn't a rushed story at all. It does not take place in, oh, he realizes his problem and six weeks later he's uh, clean and dry and they get married yeah. and it's happily ever after. It is not that at all. There is a good deal of time that goes by in this story. I, uh, yeah. Several it's, years, as I recall. Very realistically handled. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And alcoholism is not the same for every person. Like there's, it's, like, uh -huh. it's a spectrum of um, problems and it depends on so many other factors and there could be co-related issues that go with it. So there's definitely a lot of scope to do things and there can definitely be a happily ever after, but depending on where you sit, I think I sort of sit in the, I don't need to read this right now, but I would yeah. like to read it one day box. Yeah. But, and that's totally fair. Like I said, it's been on my Kindle um, probably a couple of yeah. years I, I would think um I honestly don't know I could I guess dig back in my Kindle history <laughs> find out when I bought it um but uh, whatever I, oh, I just know it was like to the bottom yeah. of my chronological list and I was like well this would be a good time to pick it up because I know I've got a good block of time where I can read so yeah Anyways, what have you guys been reading Yep. Neural, what about you? What's your first one? Well, I've been reading nearly everything but Cecia, which is probably, <laughs> <laughs> and I read very widely. So I've read a memoir, I've read YA, I've read all sorts <laughs> of different things that don't actually fit Cecia, but I do have one really, really good Cecia that I have read, and that is A Worthy Heart by Sarah Beth Williams. Have either of you guys read this one? No. I have not. Tell yes. me more. So this is, she's written three books and I picked this one up to read first because it deals with domestic violence. And that's something Speaking that... Speaking of cheery topics. I was going to say, this yeah. is apparently the trigger warning episode. But, 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 but it does deal with domestic violence. And I mean, the, but it's not a heavy book in that sense it's it's very much a romance so what actually I mean and it's a story set up if you don't like um life to be too real and gritty on the screen this one's not going to be a problem even though it could sound like it could be a problem does that make All sense right. yeah so we start off with the heroine Serena and she's not a Christian at the beginning of the book she's been around Christians and sort of around sort of churchy stuff sort of on the periphery but she doesn't have um saved she's, she hasn't put her faith in Jesus Christ at the beginning of the book so okay. that's where she's starting and she her parents are from the Bay Area she's in Sacramento so that's where the story's set in California at college and she's been the typical college student who's not doing Christian things if that makes sense so she's partying she's been drinking she's had a few boyfriends and then she meets this guy who has a owns his own house I think he's in construction has a good job and very quickly he invites her to move in and live with him. And she says, yes. So she moves out of her dorm and lives with him. And he absolutely love bombed her. Like he was the typical, he had the flowers, the presents, all the nice stuff. He absolutely charmed the pants off her until he gets her living in his house and then the abuse starts. So, and that's sort of where the story opens. And so she's on so when we actually start chapter one she's on her way to her best friend's 
um, birthday party. We're in the city, we're in downtown Sacramento, somewhere on a freeway around there. And that there area of town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's around that area of town. And so she ends up on a busy road in a car accident. Someone pulls out in front of her and her car was given to her by her parents. It's um, something that's very special to her. And she's absolutely devastated by this car accident. And when she contacts him, because he wasn't going to this party, um, this birthday dinner with her, he's very rude on the he's very rude to her in terms of text messages and contact. Now, what actually happens is her best friend's brother is also going to this birthday dinner and happens to be so many cars behind, sees the car accident and thinks that looks like Serena's car. So his name's Joel. So of course, once Joel works out it's Serena, he pulls over to go and help her. So he helps helps her in terms of dealing with the car accident and then he offers her a lift home and when he drops her off we actually see um the the awful awful ex-boyfriend that becomes an ex-boyfriend um actually slaps Good. Serena now that's the only violence you'll actually see on the page is that one slap so if you've got if you don't want to see anything related to domestic violence that's the that's the only thing you'll actually see happen in real time on the page Okay, so that's where we start. And so this is very much friends to more. It also, the story is like over seven or eight months. So it's not a fast story. And so the beginning is obviously her needing to get out of that um, very unhealthy situation. And then the mm -hmm. story, she comes to faith. And then his background is that he has a difficult relationship with his father because of the way his father had treated her mother and different his mother and different things. There's a whole lot of stuff he's got to unpack there. So there's lots of emotion in this story, but I just love the way the faith element was brought in. It wasn't preachy. It was incredibly, um, you know, he's those books that are very faith infused that have the Bible verses come up at the exact right time. And you don't right. even nearly notice it because it's just so a part of the story. So I just love the way that um, Sarah Beth handled the um, issues in the story and also the consequences. So um, Serena's made decisions that have put her in this place at the beginning of the story. And then there are consequences of that decision that, that come up during the story. And have, and it, it was very um, psychologically sound, I think, in terms of the way everything panned out. So, and it'll be a really good book if you're looking, if you've got a non-Christian friend who you'd like to introduce to Christian romance, this would be a book that I'd recommend. Oh, good to know. That's yeah. Cool. So I really enjoyed that one. Cool. All right. So my first one is All That Really, really Matters by Nicole Deese. Um, it's older. Um, everybody, it has the pink um, makeup on the front cover. It's like yeah. close-ups of like eyeshadows or something on the front cover. Uh, sort of looks like a mermaid tail until you figure out what it is. <laughs> um, All That Really Matters, makeup. Okay, got it. Yes. Um, so it is the story of a makeup influencer, Molly, um, who, uh, you know, social media, blah, blah, social media influencer. She has this really big channel that's growing by leaps and bounds because, and now she has this agent, uh, who she's also dating, but, um, he says that she's in the running for this TV show and she needs to show sort of the other side of herself. So she needs a cause, and the cause and that need for the cause is sort of what kicks off the whole story um, because she has been just very focused on the makeup, um, which which comes from her relationship with her grandmother as a child. Um, and uh, anyway, so because she's she wants to appear altruistic, um, she's looking for a cause 
that needs very little from her, but can like make her look good, basically. All right. Um, and yeah. she so finds... she's kind of human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up um making a proposal, sort of applying to be a mentor for the women in a halfway house sort of situation. Not um not because they're troubled or coming out of jail or anything, but they're for uh, older adults who've just uh, aged out of the foster system which is um, a really interesting idea to give these, because that's a real problem. A lot of kids do age out of foster care and then there's, there's nothing. Um, right. So it's, it's definitely a lack. Um, and so this is a, a great idea for a ministry. I'm sure there are some around, but it should be, there should be more of them. <laughs> they should, and there should be more of them. Um, and so the guy who runs it, um, is the love interest other than, you know, because obviously she doesn't stay with the sleazy agent boyfriend. Um, you know, you don't, right? <laughs> and uh, it's just interesting. It sort of starts out um, opposites. It's certainly opposite. They're not enemies, but he definitely does not see any redeeming qualities in Molly whatsoever. He figures that all of her worth is uh, what she puts on her face at the start of the day, you know? Um, and, and it's it's just really interesting. And this is another one. It was refreshing because it's traditionally published, but the faith just flows through it, um, which I feel like a lot of times I get, I don't get as much of that in a traditionally published book, um, or at least not as much as I want. And this one, um, it, it just was there and it was, it wasn't heavy handed or anything, but it was absolutely part of the story. Um, cool. yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. That one might be on my Kindle somewhere. Yeah. I haven't read it yet, but I mean, I've got that series or yeah, the ones that yeah. have been on sale that I've probably picked up. That's why I picked it up. Kindle. I think it was a dollar nine. I think there was a book bub deal. I think it was a dollar 99. I'm like, yeah, I will get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now Fun. it's sad because I'm like, darn it, now I need to read the others and I'm going to end up paying full price for them because I just want to read them. So I'll stop me. The publisher the did their job. They did. Yeah, the book bub deal worked. Yeah. Right. Sucks you in. Yeah. That's right. uh, do you have another one, Valerie? Sure. Because I read the whole trilogy. The whole trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, second book in this uh, series by Jennifer Rodewald is called Red Rose Bouquet. Uh, the series is called Grace Revealed, actually. So that's, I think, well-named. Um, Red Rose Bouquet seems a little disconnected from Blue Columbine, but we do meet Cheryl um, a time or two in Blue Columbine. Um, she is the erstwhile love interest of Andrew before in, in his early days. And so we've seen her on the page a couple times and she comes across and is known as the ice queen. Nothing can get past her, um, the facade that she's built up. Um, except of course that <laughs> something does. Now, again, we need a trigger warning for this one. And um, although it isn't specifically said in the opening scene, if you are reading with a savvy eye, you will go, oh, that is a post-abortion syndrome flashback that she's having. The, the, the words are not quite used, but a savvy reader is going to notice that and go, okay, I, I kind of see what this lady's big issue is going to be. So she winds up going home to Colorado. Uh, first of all, Andrew, the guy from book one, um, 
who is now uh, a sober believer, emails her, calls her, can't remember, emails, I think, and asks for her forgiveness for the way he treated her when they were dating. Um, and now he's a believer and he just feels, and so she goes all the way out to Colorado to tell him she does not forgive him. And then she flounces back out. <laughs> and she winds up back at home where uh, her brother has said, Nana needs help and I'm getting married and so you, you're it. Take a leave of absence, come home. We haven't seen you in a long time. Just, just do it, you know, you need to. And so fine, she goes home, but she doesn't wanna be there. And then her brother's best friend's name is Brock and he's running um, a camp, a ranch camp type thing for kids in the foster care system. It, it can be used as a respite for the foster parents um, and has, you know, there's a variety of ways kids wind up going to his camp for a week. And um, so he knows, he knows about triggers for people, I guess, and, and their behavioral stuff. And he knows something is up with, Cheryl but it takes a long time for her to actually admit it out loud in a story and um this is a story that may, again not everybody's gonna like um I was uncomfortable with Brock choosing to pursue Cheryl knowing that she wasn't following the Lord um but I think Jennifer managed that part fairly well I mean it's not like he's just like la 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 it's all gonna be okay it's he's more like feels very strongly that he's hearing from God and he's making specific movements but not necessarily the movements that she thinks he's going to be making anyway um it was well done it's definitely a romance but again um trigger warning and this one would be for uh, post-abortion um, PTSD really yeah so yep. agree <laughs> I've read it agree told you it's grittier <laughs> yeah it does it was it, it was gritty it was yeah. yeah but but good did you just have the one Noel? yes yes I think Valerie's gonna do three yeah <laughs> that comes me only having one <laughs> All right, so my second one is A Heart to Cherish by Judith McNeese. Um, mm. <clears throat> it's really good. Um, I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, I'm looking at it and I'm like, this really, this is the episode apparently. Uh, Julia is pregnant uh, by the abusive boyfriend that kicked her out when she wouldn't get an abortion. <laughs> so um, yeah. now you don't see any abuse on the page. Um, uh, so that all happens sort of like in chapter one, she is leaving a, a job interview um, looking, she wants, she needs to get a job so she can get a place so that she has a way to support herself and this baby. Um, right. She's not leaving a job interview. She was going to place the baby for adoption. She's leaving the adoption agency, but she still is like, she needs a job. She needs a place to live. And, you know, she's trying to get her life back together so you don't you don't see it it just is in the back story right. um so she goes into this coffee shop <clears throat> and Alex comes in and he buys her coffee and a snack um and he doesn't really know why he's done this other than he just really was walking by and felt like God told him go in and do this so um turns out he's from a wealthy family and uh 
they have a company and he's like, look, we can find you something to do. Um, so he ends up sort of, uh, he takes her over to his parents' house and they're like, we have a spare room. It's no big deal. We'll get you a job. We'll help you get on your feet. <laughs> wow. Hey. Um, yeah. So, uh, and she's just kind of like, what's the angle? She's sort of yeah. distrustful because, you know, why? She should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The story general. wouldn't make sense if she was like, oh, this is a nice life I have now. <laughs> right. Yeah. In general, if someone comes up to you in a coffee shop and offers to take you home and give you a job, like 911 is the number in the United States yes. that you should be. And Canada. <laughs> yeah. Triple yeah. zero in Australia. These are not the behaviors that like most young women should be being encouraged to follow. So she does at least have a little bit of like, you know, I don't know, but she's also kind of at the end of her rope. And she's like, at this point, I have zero to lose. Um, so, uh, Anyway, it's, it's, again, it's fantastic character development. Um, I really, really loved the character development. And here again, Julia is not a believer at all. Um, and in fact, is sort of like, you know, if, if God was real, I would not be in this situation because he would have taken care of me. Um, right. Which is such a common thing for people who don't believe, you know, there's bad in the world. So therefore God can't be real. Um, but it's handled beautifully. And Alex honestly does not pursue her no matter how much he wants to, because he understands that, that that is going to bring him down. He has such strong faith, but he's very, very torn, um, which is lovely. You know, it's, it's, it's just displayed beautifully. And I liked the fact that when she does believe he doesn't immediately go, yay, now it's fine. Like, you know, right. it's <laughs> because I think, you know, as an author, it's like, okay, she's got to be a believer. I've got like 50 more pages. I need to get them together. Like, and then everything was beautiful. So, and that, <laughs> that doesn't happen. It's, it's a not temptation right. to do yeah. that. Yeah. It's, um, it's really lovely. Strong faith arc, well-developed characters, great setup for book two. Um, it's, it's really good. And I'm looking forward to this series continuing. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. And down that note, I finished the series I was reading <laughs> because it was all in one box set. Yep. Um, and the third book is called Finding Evergreen. And it's quite a bit different than the first two. It's still re really harsh and gritty in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of alluded to um, Cheryl's brother and sister-in-law and that he was getting married so that's why she had to come home and so we've seen a little bit of ethan and brandy in um, book two and we saw their wedding um and we did kind of go they're an odd couple but there's like they, they, they're gonna have some issues here so book three is um is their story and it is beth just plug your ears it's it's what people call a married <laughs> romance okay um and they are separated for part of it and they both have really big issues that they need to work through and I wouldn't say this one is so much needs a trigger warning um because it's not like one big issue like the like the first two in the series were but it's um an attitude thing and judgmentalism and pharisaical kind of attitude really is something that um that Brandy needs to work on and Ethan just 
kind of needs to grow up. I mean, he's Cheryl's brother, so you can imagine that his upbringing wasn't so great either. And um, so, again, this is not a short timeline on any of these three books. And it just, it goes through, and it was hard to read. And I will tell you, I don't seek out this. I guess I like my little bubble where, um, and they lived happily ever after, close the door, walk away, find somebody new to, you know, watch them fall in love. I mean, we all know that problems happen and uh, divorces happen. We just don't want to watch it on the page. Those of us who love CCR, and we usually like relegate that more to women's fiction mm -hmm. instead. And then it tends to be like a woman's journey through all this stuff. So this was more romance than that. It was dual point of view and you got into both their heads. But again, it's not going to be uh, something that everybody's going to enjoy. I get that. And I can't really say I enjoyed it because um, this is such a hard topic. But mm but it was worth reading and there was definitely parts in there when brandy's starting to come to grips with with the yeah. fact that she perhaps has been perhaps has been un unforgiving and judgmental and not been jesus in her marriage not that he has but uh, i could see more of myself in her um and um where i was like yeah yeah this i, I I, I don't like being pinpointed in a book, but I think, yeah, it happens. Yeah. I have a question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is there any, this, is there any cheating or adultery or anything like that in no. this one? Because that I think could be a trigger for people. No. That's the only reason I asked that question. Yeah. No. Yeah. This one took me probably three months to finish because I could read three or four chapters and then I had to go read like six other books. And then I could come back and read a little bit more. And then I had to go read more to like clear my, I have a real hard time with marriage in trouble as I, I can't, I don't want to read it. I can't, but the story was compelling and I already, yes. you know, I wanted to know what was happening. Um, so I did push my way through it and it's very good, but. Um, I wouldn't have picked it up by itself, no. but because no. I had the box set and I had just been reading about Brandy and Ethan and kind of noticing that things were not like <laughs> all coming up roses for them. Right. And because I just needed to tap the side of my page and start the next book, it was right there already. I didn't have to make a decision whether to buy it or not. I just kept reading. Yep. So Fair. whether that's yeah, whether that's a commendation or not, I don't know. But Jennifer Rodwell's an excellent yeah. author. She she's hard hitting. Um but so compassionate mm -hmm. and I love her heart and the way it comes out in these stories I really well, do there are people who really love married romance and who really like you managed to say those words that. I did yes I did Go <laughs> um so you know if, if this is something you you look for and you enjoy then you know it's always nice to have another one on your list yes um, yeah. but they're also empathy builder books if that makes sense. That's what I call them. So the books that when you read something that about something you never ever want to have happen in your own life, but other people obviously have that happen in their yeah. life, then you can walk in their head 
in a safe way and actually start to understand what it would be like to be in that situation. So I think from that perspective, they can be very helpful books to read if you have someone in your life that is experiencing marital troubles and you don't really personally have experience you might be single you might or whatever um then reading these types of books yes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah reading these books I think um definitely can be very helpful and God can use these stories in people's lives very powerfully yeah yeah excellent well that's um that's a pretty good place to stop and you're (laughs) We're all out of books, so it's it works. I am going to mention um, it is the 10th of February, and we are at Inspi Romance kicking off our annual birthday bash on Tuesday, February 14th on the blog, um, only on the blog. So if you haven't been a reader and commenter on the blog, this is a great time to start. Go over there yeah, and subscribe sure. so yeah. you get the posts in your email every morning. We have some great prizes of books uh, and some fun swag. Who knew? We have ebooks and paperbacks. There are international paperbacks. Uh, there, you know, there's good stuff up for grabs here over the next month, starting on February 14th. And so, if you're not over there, every comment on the blog post is an entry. So, starting on the 14th. So, I just want to give Perfect. you a little plug there. If you're not already plugged in, haha, plug, plug, uh, into, into the blog, this is a great time uh, to give it a whirl. So, and, and I have something to apologize for before uh-huh. you outro us. I forgot to go find Cooney at the beginning of this episode, <laughs> and I apologize, wow. Cav and Jenny and others who are All always watching fans. for my Cooney. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh I, my goodness. It won't happen again. Wow, shame. If it does happen again, we're kicking you off. Like that's that's gonna be it. <laughs> so that's all it takes, hey? <laughs> but you know, at least Cooney turns up, yeah. Daisy turns up once in a blue moon, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so Cooney all right, turns we'll, up. We'll try to have Cooney back next week. Yes, we, we I will. know that yes. we will do our best. <laughs> but I'm sorry, and I thought of it like halfway through me talking about Red Rose Bouquet, and I'm like, oops. I don't know how my brain just did this little hop because it's not like there's a cat in the story or anything. It was just like, where's my cat? Oh, (laughs) anyway, sorry. So we would leave us a comment. Tell us, tell us what you've been doing. Um, Most of the comments are over on the YouTube channel, which um, my brain, while you're at the YouTube channel, Don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And we will look forward to seeing you again next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.